Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Philly Scenarios, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, September the 14th as the Phillies get back in action after the day off yesterday, a a needed day off after a rough stretch of losing three of four to the Colorado Rockies. Obviously a very disappointing stretch of baseball for the Phils as, uh, you know, really we expected much more of them in that series against the Rockies at home against a team that has struggled so much on the road. Um, just a real big disappointment from this team. Just There's really no other way to look at it other than... Um, and they had a real chance to do something, and uh, it's uh, it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. And uh, look, there's, you know, we're gonna get into the the wild card of it all. The, technically, the season is not over, um, even though it just feels over. You know, we know it does feel over if we're gonna be honest, but um, it is technically not over. So I guess that is something we'll look at the scheduling of it all as the Phillies have three teams in front of the wild card. They're four and a half back of the Braves with 19 to play. Just Look, we've seen crazier things happen, as we know, uh, in the past, you know, 2007, all that, but just highly, highly unlikely that the Phillies are going to catch the Braves. And look, highly unlikely they're going to get the wild card when they trail three teams, but they're only two and a half back there, so at least it is somewhat conceivable. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, as this season plays itself out, October 3rd, the last game of the year, as we lead up to that, you know, we'll start to look ahead to the offseason and, and all that, but for now we'll at least... Keep some semblance of hope that that something magical could happen, even though it seems so incredibly unlikely as we head into the final stretch of baseball of the season. Pretty crazy to think that we only have 19 games left on, you know, what has been such a up and down roller coaster of a season. The Phillies will only have one more off day this season, actually, which is pretty. Excuse me, two more off days this season. Uh, my bad. They will have two more off days this season. Uh, no, I was correct the first time. My fault. Uh, only one more off day of the season. Wow, if you look at it, the uh, Monday, September 27th will be their last off day of the season. So starting tonight, three straight at home against the Chicago Cubs. Then you head to New York for a three-game series against the Mets, a series that could end the season. You know, the Mets are a game back of the Phillies, you know, where they're at there. That's a, a massive series. Then they come home. Uh, so So Tuesday through Sunday, straight through then. Uh, seven straight at home the next week, three against the Orioles, th- uh, four against the Pirates. We all know, 
you know, that's a stretch of baseball. They should win seven straight. They won't, but they shouldn't. Uh, and then they finish out. So the last off day will be Monday, September 27th, and then uh, and then back at it uh, Tuesday through uh, Tuesday the, the 28th through Sunday, October 3rd. And that'll finish out the season as, again, the Phillies heading into this 19-game stretch, four and a half back in the division, two and a half back in the wild card. Again, we'll look at the wild card teams coming up. And, and as the season winds in, you know, we'll start to look at and start to look at some of the big off-season decisions, but for now they are they are in it, technically. So we will continue to fight and continue to hope that something special can happen. Again, you know, it's so hard to say that that with their schedule they could do something, which is true. Again, you know, we just went over it, but the Braves are the only team left with a winning record. That Mets series, obviously the Mets are one game under 500, but that's an important series. But, you know, it's the Cubs, the Pirates, the Orioles, the Marlins. And, you know, those are teams that obviously the Phillies should win 90% of the games against. They just lost three of four at home to the Rockies, who came in with an 18 of 50 record on the road. So, you know, you can't really count on anything uh, with this Phillies team. But theoretically, if they can handle business, we've gone through some other schedules. We will again today, but you know, the Padres schedule is tough. The Red schedule is not as tough. We'll look at the Cardinals schedule well, as well as of right now the Reds. Standing in, uh, it's not even first place, it's second place. The Dodgers are just so far out in front for that first wild card that it's like, you know, they're like, it's clinched. Um, but the Reds, uh, sitting alone in that second wild card spot, they are a half game up on the Padres and a half game up on the Cardinals. The Phillies, two and a half back of the Reds, obviously, two back of the Padres and the Cardinals, and uh, again, they are in it. You know, two and a half is doable. You know, jumping three teams is tougher, but mostly all playing different teams. I know the Cardinals and the Reds, uh, you know, that's a factor, but um, it's going to be a a really fascinating end here to see if the Phillies can even make it interesting if they can fight. And look, they do have three against the Braves. You never know if they can take three, you know, who knows how it leads up to them. They're they're still in it. And I don't, I don't, I don't, think they're going to get it done, but they are technically still in it. And, you know, we'll see how this thing shakes out. They're obviously, you know, I mean, you can only get so much from uh, from Bryce Harper, so much to the point of, of what more could you ask of the man. Um, I mean, we've talked about it, but Harper's 1032 OPS right now in the season is just astounding. Uh, Bryce Harper has been everything you could dream Bryce Harper could have been. 307 batting the man's batting 307 i mean pretty wild 307 average a 421 on base percentage and a 611 slugging what a year man what a year it really is a shame that that ultimately it looks like it's probably gonna get wasted 32 homers on the season is 1032 ops is the best in baseball as uh, again, imagine what this guy would have done. Imagine, imagine the season Bryce Harper turns in if he doesn't get hit in the face, if he doesn't have that stretch of baseball missed. I mean, you know, we're probably looking at a 42 homer season with a 310, 320. I mean, who knows? Who knows? And who knows if that stretch is enough to keep the Phillies in it? You know, there are a lot of things that when we look back at again, we'll look at these schedules coming up in a minute, but there, there are going to be a lot of things that when we look back, assuming. This plays out the way we expect it to, and the Phillies do not make the playoffs. Um, you know, there's so many things that we'll be able to look back on and say, if this, if that. You know, because because ultimately, look, you know, again, now it is possible that they just completely tanked the last three weeks of the season here, and 
and what I'm about to say is not true, but more than likely they're going to finish just a few games out of either the wild card or the division. And, you know, we're going to be able to look back. You know, obviously you can always look back at those gut punch losses and, and with this Phillies team every year there are too many to count. I mean, you know, too many. I mean, we just had one the other night with the Rockies, the Ian Kennedy game down to the last strike. How many of those have we had this year? How many? I mean, again, on a basic level, the the team has blown 30 saves, the the record for a single season for a team in baseball. I mean, blow five less and you're you're in the playoffs, you know, that kind of thing. But then, of course, um, specific series, specific moments, you know, that Rocky series, losing three or four at home, that'll stick out. Going out to Arizona and getting swept in that series, that'll stick out. You know, there, there are those moments, those those specific games, those specific series that are going to linger. You know, going and losing two of three to, to Florida a little bit ago in Florida, you know, against the Marlins. And you're kind of riding high, and then it's just right back, you know, slam back to earth there. Um, you know, those are going to stick out. But I, I do think also when we look back, we will remember that Bryce Harper getting hit in the face. Genesis Cabrera, the Cardinals pitcher, hit him in a Cardinals fighting for a playoff spot with him. Hit him in the face and ultimately ended up, to, obviously, to him missing, you know, a couple weeks of baseball and then just not being the same for a week or so or more. You know, really a month of Bryce Harper's season was kind of ruined by getting hit in the face, and every other month has been flawless. It's been perfect. So who knows what that guy could have done with that extra time, without that extra having to get back in a groove and all that. Like, it just it is a shame. You know, we, we are already, and we've talked about this, but it is true, and we'll, well, I'm sure we'll continue to gush about it and talk about it for, for a while, but um, you know, we are truly seeing one of the great Philadelphia Phillies hitter seasons of, of our lifetime. And certainly of recent years, you know, um, uh, we, it is rare you get to see a 1032 OPS season, you know, um, and what he's doing is, is so impressive and, uh, it is such a shame that it's going to be wasted in this way. Um, but, um, you know, it really is a special season, you know, Ryan Howard type season. You know, it really is. Um, you know, if you look back uh, at the history of, of great seasons of the Phillies, I mean, there aren't that many guys who have had that many better seasons, particularly in modern times. You know, it's Ryan Howard, it's Mike Schmidt. It's not many from an OPS perspective. He's on the short list. And, um, you know, it truly is a magical season. Who knows how much more magical it could have been if he hadn't missed that time. And again, we're going to come back to that. You know, in the end, obviously... As we've talked about, I'm sure we'll talk about, we're going to come back to specific players. We're going to look at Aaron Nolan and say, you blew it. You know, you had a real chance to, just by being the pitcher you've been the entirety of your career up to this point, you know, obviously outside of September, um, they're, they're a playoff team. You know, they're a playoff team. You know, JT Romito, if you're the guy who signed that contract or who earned that contract, I should say, you are the guy who signed it, I would assume. Um... If if you're the guy who earned that contract, we're probably in the playoffs this year. Didi Gregorius, if you're the guy who earned that contract, we're probably in the playoffs this year. If Alec Bohm is a semblance of the hitter we saw in his rookie year, we're in the playoffs. You know, there's so many things you can point to. So many little moments, uh, little underperformances, 
Um, Joe Girardi, how many decisions has that guy made this season that have adversely affected this team's chances to win? I mean, how many times can you point back to, can you change five Joe Girardi seasons this year or five Joe Girardi decisions this year and make the playoffs? Ten? Are there ten Girardi decisions you flip and they make the playoffs? Probably. Probably. Again, that's what's both, um, you know, that's what's frustrating about it is, is, is that they are close and they have been close and that even though they've been an infuriating team who right now is one game above 500 and let's be honest, that is who they are as a team this year, as we know, you know, a team that's really hovered around 500 and got a few over a few under with a, with a couple of hot streaks in there. Um, but, you know, they, they have been in it at least. They have, they have been close and they still are two and a half back in the wild card and again, five, four and a half back in the division. Like, you really can point to these little things and say that's why. And, you know, it's not fair in, in all senses. And it's certainly not, um, you know, it's not taking into account all the other, you know, if Aaron Nola pitches well, does that mean this happens? Does that mean this happens? Does that mean this? And so on and so forth. I mean, there's so many um, butterfly effect type of things that you can't really account for when talking like this. But I, I do think on a basic level, you know, considering how close the Phillies will likely come to making the playoffs, um, you can point to these things. You can say, hey, if that goes differently, maybe they make the playoffs. If that goes differently, maybe they make the playoffs. If that week goes differently, maybe they make the playoffs, you know? Um, and that's tough. It's tough because that stays with us. It stays with us. It stays with us as fans. We remember those things, and it's how we've uh, calcified our armor over these years. It's how we've been able to, uh, you know, and it, it is part of, I think, too, what, what has made us so wary of buying in on the, like, you know, again, that we all, we all remember the eight game win streak and, and I, you know, hand up, um, you know, just kind of being so desperate to, to, to dive in and to believe, um, you know, that at the first sign, eight straight and a two and a half game lead in the division, it's like, okay, wow. All right. This is real. You know, and it's, uh, it's because we, we want it so bad, but we've also, on the flip side of that, it's it's the reason that we don't believe unless it gets to that extreme where it's like a real exciting moment because we are, you know, so conditioned to to not succeed and to be expecting the failure and stuff. And that's that's a shame that we're, we're where it's at, you know, and this organization knows us better moving forward. I mean, and, and I think that's what Dabrowski's obviously trying to do is to trying to rebuild and reshape this organization into something that is going to be a um, viable long-term success and something that's going to have everyone in the organization pointing in the same direction, moving in the same direction, working towards the same goal. That has clearly not been something that's been happening. And, you know, I think that's, that's a great thing. And obviously he's got to hire the right guys and all that. And we have a long way to go and that's going to be incredibly important. But, at least there's the acknowledgement of it. At least they're accepting where they're at as an organization and, and making changes. So that is a very good thing, and I'm, I'm hopeful and all that. But for right now, obviously, all we could do is look at this season and look at the moments and look at the people and and wonder what could have been. And were it not for some bad moments from some of these guys, you know, JT and Aaron and Alec and Didi and... You know, weren't for some injuries and it weren't for Joe Girardi. You know, maybe we're, we're having a whole different conversation here. Um, all right. Uh, let's get to looking at his commissions. Oh, quickly, by the way, Daniel De Los Santos. Goodbye, sir. Claimed by the Pittsburgh Pirates off waivers. Um, I'd say we'd miss you, but we we both know. Uh, so let's move on. <laughs> let's get to these schedules. Um, we'll quickly refresh the Braves schedule uh, again, as we know it's unlikely 
that the Phillies will pass the Braves, but but a quick look, and then we'll look at where they stand in the wild card compared to the others. Again, just a reminder of the Phillies schedule, which we just mentioned before, but just a reminder, this is how the Phillies finish out their season. Um, obviously, starting tonight at home against the Cubs. Kyle Gibson on the hill tonight. Suarez tomorrow, bullpen game. Then Wheeler Nola against the Mets. You like that lineup if you get Wheeler Nola Gibson this weekend and the Met, against the Mets. That's perfect. That's how you want it lined up. All right. So three straight against the Cubs at home. Then in New York against the Mets for three. Then home for three against the Orioles, four against the Pirates. Obviously, that's a crucial week to win some games. Then off day, the last off day of the season. Then they had to do Atlanta for three and then finish out with Miami for three at the end of the season. Okay, so that's the Philly schedule. Again, pretty easy. I mean, let's be honest. Like, it is not a super difficult schedule. The Braves series and the Mets series were the only two against anybody left, but it doesn't really matter when we're talking about the Phillies, right? Um, they could lose to anybody. They could be anybody. All right. Uh, Brave schedule, just as a refresher, but again, even though unlikely it's going to matter, but the uh, Rockies, three at home against the Rockies starting tonight. You know, the Rockies, a horrible road team, but we just saw them do it here. Then this stretch of baseball, if the Phillies are going to catch the Braves, it happens now as the Braves have to go out west. They have three in San Francisco, four against the Diamondbacks, and three against the Padres. So six games against winning teams there with the Giants and the Padres, both teams fighting for stuff. Giants trying to win that division. Padres trying to win the wild card. So that's big. Four against the Diamondbacks. That should be easy for them. But you never know. You're on the road. It's a long West Coast trip. Then they finish out at home with three against the Mets, three against the Phillies. Uh, Three against the Phillies, three against the Mets in that order. Okay. So, you know, that is a tougher schedule than the Phillies. It is what it is. If you weren't four and a half back, I think I'd feel a whole heck of a lot better about that. But it is what it is. They're four and a half back. So unlikely. But that's where they stand. All right. So we know the Phillies schedule. Let's look at the three teams in front of them in the wild card. The Reds, who are in first place for that second wild card now. Unfortunately, it's not a very difficult schedule. They have five tough games left. But again, to the point we just made about the Phillies, any of these teams can lose to anyone any night. All right, the Reds. they uh, back at it tonight. Three games in Pittsburgh. So that's, you know, pretty easy. Three straight in Pittsburgh. Then home for three against the Dodgers. That is a massive series for the Phillies in that the Phillies will be playing the Mets, the Reds will be playing the Dodgers. You know, massive. Uh, Then the Reds have three at home against the Pirates. Easy. Four at home against Washington. So that's a pretty easy week. While the the Phillies play the Orioles and the Pirates, the Reds play the Pirates and the Nationals. Then two games in Chicago against the White Sox. Those are tough, but with five games left to play, the White Sox are up like 10 games under vision or whatever. They don't care about those games, so that's a little nerve-wracking. They're going to be setting up their playoff rotation, all that. Then they finish with three in Pittsburgh. So not ideal. In all honesty, you know, you can't say the Reds' schedule is that much harder than the Phillies. Uh, maybe a little bit, but not much. Pretty close. That That's not ideal. The Padres' schedule, we've looked at before. It's a, it's a gauntlet. If the Padres do end up getting this wild card, it will be well-earned. So the Padres are coming off four straight losses because they've played... Three against the Dodgers, one against the Giants. So, you know, now they've got, listen to this, three more in San Francisco, then three in St. Louis, three at home against San Francisco, three at home against Atlanta, three in Los Angeles, three in San Francisco. For those scoring at home, yes. Every single game left that the Padres have is against a a team with a winning record. Every single one. Including... Three games left against, excuse me, nine games left against the Giants, who are the best team in baseball. So, 
and then three against the Dodgers, too, and they have the Braves. I mean, unbelievable. What a gauntlet of a schedule. Again, one more time. Giants, Cardinals, Giants, Braves, Dodgers, Giants. Whoa, buddy. That is insanity. If the Padres make it, it will be a flat-out, stone-cold miracle. I will be so impressed if the Padres can go through this gauntlet and somehow make it. Cardinals. You notice there that they are on the Padres' schedule. Cardinals, tough schedule, man. They are a half game back of the Reds along with the Padres. Two up on the Phillies, but here's what the Cardinals have coming up. Uh, as it's not super easy. So they have uh, two more against the Mets. They beat the Mets last night. Two more against the Mets. Today and tomorrow in New York. And then they go home for three against the Padres. Tough series there. Then four in Milwaukee. Now this series is good because Milwaukee isn't clinched yet. They play Milwaukee again. Milwaukee will probably have clinched by then. Might even clinch in this one. They're so far ahead. So that that's a concern that Milwaukee's clinched. But we're still far out. They're still playing baseball. Then four in Chicago against the Cubs, they're cooked. Then three at home against the Brewers. Again, series pretty much over. And then three at home against the Cubs. So um, I would say the Cardinals have a uh, a slightly tougher schedule than the Phillies and Reds, particularly these three against the Padres coming up this weekend and then the four against Milwaukee. But again, there's going to be a lot of... of um, influence of teams that have already won divisions. The Brewers will have already won, certainly by that second series against the Cardinals. As we talked about, the White Sox will have already clinched by the time they play the Reds later in the season. So it's going to be fascinating to see how all this shakes out, see who's bringing it, who's setting up the rotation, how these things shake out. We can definitely agree that no matter how it shakes out, the Padres' schedule is far and away the toughest. Nothing's even in their hemisphere. I mean, they're you know, you could take away half their games against tough teams and give them the Pirates, and they're still the toughest schedule comparatively. So, you know, that is something. But, um, you know, you still got other teams to pass, the Reds, the Cardinals. Nice to see that the Reds and Cardinals don't play each other. Again, that really, really helps. You know, you do have that one series between the Padres and the Cardinals coming up this weekend that, um, you know, you, you, you're, you, know you, you want these teams not to play each other so they can't, automatically at least one of them keep ground on the Phillies, obviously, because the Phillies are behind. But if that's the only one, you got two weeks left at the end of the season to try and gain games on all these teams. And you're facing the Braves, and the Braves and Padres will square off, and the Cardinals and Padres will square off, and you can hope you can kind of maneuver your way in there and, and sneak some games out and steal some games here and there. And, and you know, look, ultimately the Phillies have to win games, right? Uh, that's what it comes down to. But, you know, the schedule is favorable for the Phillies. Again, If for whatever that wor- that's worth, whatever that matters after what we've seen from this team, um, it's not easy to just say, oh, you know, they're going to win out, and I don't think they will, obviously. But um, schedule-wise, just, just on the face of it, you look at it, and it does provide some reason for hope and optimism. Um, but again, you know, they're in a tough spot. They're in a really tough spot here as they finish this season out. Um you know, I, I think it's going to be really unlikely to catch the Braves. Um, I think you're looking at the wild card, and I think if I had to bet based on these schedules and how teams have played, I would bet on the Reds winning the wild card. Again, they're two and a half games up on the Phillies right now. Um, that's a big lead, considering their schedule versus the Phillies' schedule. You know, it's and the Reds have been playing better baseball on the whole. Uh, I think, um, you know, I think I'd bet on the Reds. But again, the Phillies are legitimately in for the wild card. What I just said a second ago is, is really what it comes down to, is is on a basic level, the Phillies just have to win a bunch of games. The Phillies have 19 games left. Realistically, I think 
they need to win 15 to have a really good chance to make the playoffs. Um, and even then, you know, it's not a lock. You know, you've only got three games against the Braves, none against the Reds. Like, you can win 15, and the Reds win 13, and you don't pass them. You know, and again, that's an extreme example, but the Braves, you know, if you if the Phillies go go 15-4 and four over the last stretch of baseball, the Braves would have to play under 500 baseball. They have to go 8-9. and nine. Or, excuse me, that's not even... They have to go 8-9. Uh, eight eight I was right. Nope. Bad math by me. That wouldn't be 19. That would be 17. They have to go 9-10. and 10. Even then, does that get you there? That's the point. You know, it's tough. It's tough. They're going to need other teams to play bad, and they're going to need to win games, and we'll see. It's going to be a wild ride, I'll tell you that much. Tonight, look, they got to win games. At a basic level, they had an off day yesterday. Can they get back in it and win some games? That's going to be what dictates this season and where this team comes in. So um, the Phillies uh, win games, and then you have a chance. That's what it's going to come down to. And they start tonight against the Cubs at home. Gabby on the hill. Hopefully the Phillies can handle business because they need to. Uh, They need to. We'll see. Either way, whatever happens tonight, you know, we will be right here back tomorrow reacting to it. So until then, everyone have a wonderful day. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 